episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. I hope your week is going great. Uh, The city right now, if you're here, you know, it feels a little quieter. You know, we had the memorial service for 9-11, followed by the VMAs, followed by New York Fashion Week, followed by the Met Gala. It was like, there was a lot of energy here, and I feel like it's just sort of, you know, settled down a notch. Also, the weather got a little more fall feeling. It was sort of like, you gotta be outside with a sweater, you could still wear shorts, but we're going into that season, which is the best in New York anyway. Are you guys uh, apple spice, pumpkin everything type crowd. I don't know. I love a pumpkin spice latte, but I don't have room for the whole pumpkin decoration type thing. I also don't know if it would be me either. I don't know if I'm like a holiday. I love Christmas. I love like beautiful decorations, but I've seen some stuff on Instagram, you know, people I know I'm like, okay, let's settle it down on the decorations a little bit. Okay, so I had a really fun Friday night this weekend. One of my good girlfriends here in the city, she just got accepted into the Soho House. Soho House is a lot of fun. It's it's very like a British idea. British, uh, in London, they do like these like private club type places and you have to be a member of this private club and Prince Harry only goes to private clubs. And that is like sort of what Soho House is like. And you can bring people, I think you can bring up to like three people, but we went to the Ludlow house. There's three in the city, unless there's more secret ones that I don't know about, but there's Soho house and meatpacking Ludlow, which super sexy, fun vibes. And then Dumbo house, which is a bit further out, but beautiful, big space. It really reminds me of the Soho warehouse in downtown LA. They have like a similar beat to them. It's fun going there. It's always fun getting invited. It's such a thing. There's like, you have to do this special email and the person at the front. And if you take a picture, I called my boyfriend just to tell him the story when I was there. And my friend ran up. She's like, oh my God, get off the phone. What are you doing? It's like very serious about no phones in there. You always see celebrities. Last time I was there in the summer, I saw Olivia Wilde, who actually, she's another one. Why wasn't her and Harry Styles at the Met Gala? Now that I think about it, hmm, interesting. She is. She would definitely be a vaccinated woman. She's like had her kids. She's a director on movie sets. I just, there's no way she wouldn't be vaccinated. So maybe there's trouble in paradise. I feel like, he, actually, she's been before when her and Jason Sudeikis were together, but I feel like Harry would definitely get invited to it. Olivia Wilde, I don't know. She could, she could not, either or. Anyway, it was a really fun night out, but I wanted to like stay out. I just, I work a lot on my own. So when I get out and see people, I'm like so happy. And I was like, oh my gosh, let's go somewhere else. And my friend's like, Jess, you always want a 6.30 dinner reservation. When you, when we go to dinner at 6.30, like there's no, no, no. If you want to go out, there's no going out. It's either you accept the nine o'clock dinner and then we go out or... It is true. New York is a late city. I just am such a sleeper. I do not like when I don't get eight hours of sleep. And I mean, if I go to dinner at nine, you're sleep- like on a weekend, you're sleeping until 10 a.m. the next day and just not my style anymore. I don't know. But it was a really, really fun night out. Okay, for guests coming up this week, we have Olivia Sweet and Lily Rosenthal coming on the show. Now, I did not know these girls before their agent introduced me to them. They have a very fancy WME agent. Lily's dad is actually the creator of Everyone Loves Raymond. So 
So she definitely holds a big name in entertainment. Olivia, though, I was a little bit embarrassed because I was talking to her and then she was telling me about this show she was on and I was kind of like, oh yeah, I've never heard of it. She's like, it's like SNL. And then I looked it up and it's like Gen Z's version of SNL. It's a huge show. So that was a little bit bad on my end that I hadn't sort of figured that out in advance. But she's definitely an up and coming star, almost has like a million followers on Instagram. Um, The two of them do this like cooking thing. It it takes a minute to figure out. Like I was kind of like, okay, what is it? Is it a show? Is it, but they basically do collabs with restaurants and they collab, uh, uh, Jewish deli and, uh, Chinese restaurant and they create an item. It's, it'll take you a minute to figure out, but they're very young. Um, they're definitely the youngest girls I've ever had in the show. I was like, so what have you been working on? And, and, uh, Rosenthal's daughter was like, I just graduated from USC, like, in the spring. I was like, oh, man, I forgot how young they are. But they're very sweet. I think they're going to have, you know, they've got a lot of good people around them. I think they're going to have a big um, a big moment in the future. So I hope you guys enjoy them. They're coming in on Thursday. And then next week I'm interviewing Perez Hilton, which I'm so excited about. I was like perezhilton.com every day of university. So I can't wait. All right, let's get into the show. I'm going to start with a market minute. And our market minute today is all things Elizabeth Holmes because her trial that started last week is really starting to heat up. And there's just going to be a lot of juice. This is sort of the Silicon Valley version of when Johnny Depp and Amber Heard last year had their public trial and everybody's laundry got aired out. This is like the same thing, but for our tech people. So if you don't know Elizabeth Holmes' story in brief, she was this young woman, a Stanford dropout, so obviously very smart. And then I caught wind of her when she was maybe around like 26. I, I At work, I used to look through all those like 30 under 30 and who's this and who's that. And I remember coming across her and I would, like I've told you guys before, I get very jealous and I I saw this girl, I think she was, she's older than me, but whatever. And I was like, how did she, how is she a self-made billionaire at 26? Youngest billionaire of all time, youngest self-made billionaire. Everyone was celebrating her, but her name was just starting to peak up in the, uh, in the larger media scope. So basically Elizabeth had this big idea. She said she um, or she created this product that one prick of the finger, one drop of blood, you could test for a hundred different things, just one prick of the blood. This was obviously extremely revolutionary because as everybody knows, now, whenever you have to get your blood taken, it's like you have to do it out of your arm. It's awful. Everyone hates needles. The whole experience is terrible. So she was like, I created, I invented this new thing. I'm a visionary. And she was very celebrated. Now, what happened is she kept getting more and more money. And it was actually proven that her product didn't really work. They were running this like total disastrous machine behind the the curtain where she and she had the Steve Jobs turtleneck on and she did the TED talks like she was an amazing amazing marketing woman but she's getting tried now because she took a ton of investor money she sold these products into like the CVSs so that everyone was adver- it was it was just growing so rapidly but the product wasn't actually like complete finished and it didn't exist but here is where I've always sort of sided with Elizabeth, and I, I am definitely not in the majority, but unlike a sketchy hedge fund where it becomes a Ponzi scheme because somebody's like, oh yeah, like invest, oh, I'm investing your money, like, and they never actually are actually putting the money to work or in the market, they're just the sketchy hedge funds will take your money and then they'll start giving you returns from other people's money. Anyway, it's a whole complicated thing. 
But it's not like Elizabeth wasn't trying to create this product. Like she was act this was her vision. She actually wanted to make it happen. It just didn't work. And people kept investing with her and giving her more money. She was doing enormous sales. Like she created a product that didn't exist, wasn't working, and was selling it into uh like, I can't remember if it was CVS or if it was Dwayne Reed, but she had, I'm pretty sure it was CVS, she had one enormous contract worth billions of dollars. And and now all these guys from CVS or, you know, the executives are testifying against her. And it's like, really, buddy, you were too stupid to triple check the product and make sure everything is working. You were just sort of enamored by this powerful woman. You did not do your due diligence. So you're in the wrong too. So they're all trying to throw her in front of the bus. And as, you know... I go back and forth on her. She really just manipulated people very, very well. But I do think she did want uh, the product to work. This is who she wanted to be. Now, Elizabeth Holmes is pretty-ish. She's not like guys turning their heads at a bar like supermodel walking down pretty, but she's got a thing to her. She dropped out of Stanford. I just think she's like the most excellent marketing person and the most excellent manipulator of all time. And men, these older billionaires around Silicon Valley, like... They they were enamored by her. They were giving her so much money, and I think they just enjoyed a young person with spunk. Someone who had the balls to drop out of Stanford, nonetheless, too, right? I think everyone just got played really hard, and unfortunately for Elizabeth, her thing did not work out. But she's been, I don't know if she's been in jail or just a waiting trial, and she's already, like, gotten married. I think she's pregnant or had a baby. Like, you know, for those for those out there who are like, how do I find a boyfriend? If Elizabeth Holmes can do it as, like, a federal criminal, you guys can do it, too. We all can do it, okay? <laughs> so the cake is here. She will go to jail. She will serve time. She's facing a lot of time, like 22 years or something. But I don't know how much of that will play out. And I'll be following along as we go. Okay, some Adele news. Okay, she looks freaking amazing right now, but Adele just became Instagram official with her, it was her rumor boyfriend, but obviously it's her boyfriend now, Mr. Rich Paul. Rich Paul, we've talked about, is famously LeBron James's agent, and this guy's like super, super power time agent. Rich Paul's 39, Adele's 33, so it's a nice age mix. He's also from Cleveland, Ohio. Isn't that where... LeBron James got traded to. I know nothing about sports, but hmm, I wonder if there's any insidery stuff there. Anyway, Adele, we know, recently divorced from her former manager, Simon, that I didn't, I never loved him. He was not a great looking guy. He looked kind of mean too. And they share a son together. They're like divorce, divorce official though. So obviously they had a clean thing going on there. Here's my cake. I think this is an amazing match for Adele. I do think agents and managers are perfect partners for talent or saying talent is like the celebrity. Because someone at that level of like an Adele or a Britney Spears, they are the business and they are everyone in their lives businesses too. So those people, I just don't think they like competing with somebody else. Think of even relationships that do combine two superstars. Let's think of like a Justin Timberlake and a Jessica Biel, right? Both superstars in their own way. I would argue he's still the number one powerhouse in that household. And Jessica did not do a lot for a while because I think they were following around JT's solo career, this and that. I'm sure he's like, let me have my 10 years and then, you know when I'm singing slows down that we can go back to you, Jess. They seem to have a good balance, but I'm sure, you, and I'm sure you can pull examples like a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie. Like, yes, I would compare them both as the equal level A-lister, but they didn't work out. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, I am really excited for 
Adele, I want her to be honest, but her weight loss, I do feel like she did the gastric that Kelly Osborne did. She doesn't have to tell us, but she looks dramatically different. And maybe there's new music coming out hopefully soon, but go Adele, huge fan here. Okay, I'm on a bit of a Grimes kick right now, like Elon Musk's Grimes, and I saw this story and thought it was funny, so I wanted to share. Grimes is like pretty famous singer in her own right performer. She's not mainstream. She's super, super alternative uh, music. She grew up in Canada, like Montreal, uh, maybe outside of Toronto, like somewhere in the East out there. And she became very big name in the underground alternative music scene. Anyway, she made headlines last week by saying her son that, you know, she shares with Elon. She only does have one son, but her one son calls her by her first name, Claire, because she has trouble with the idea of identifying as mom. So Grimes says in quotes, being a mother feels weird to say for some reason. I don't like identify with that word, which is also really weird because X is what they call the baby, because he calls me Claire, but he doesn't say like mama. She was telling Vogue during an interview at the Met Gala on Monday. I think it's cool. I think it's progressive. I don't think Grimes is like this. I don't think Grimes embodies any of the sort of stay at home mother qualities. She's totally committed to her art, her craft. You know, I'm sure their son is very well taken care of, but I just like the honesty. Like, I think she's like, uh, I'm not a mom. Like, I think there's this picture we grew up with thinking what a mom is. And Grimes, yeah, sure, she's a mother, she has a son, but she she doesn't want to be identified as just that, I, guess. I don't know. I think there's something about it that's interesting, just a different way of looking at things, and I appreciate it. I also saw Elon Musk gave $50 million to St. Jude's, it's a cancer research hospital, which is fine. It's light. Like this guy has so much cash. I want to be honest about where he become a little bit of a socialist and it's on the billionaire front. I kind of wonder if people at this level, like a certain level of wealth, I think they should just be responsible for funding certain areas of society. You know, like if you're a billion, if you're the richest guy in the world, your responsibility should be that every person has food. It should somehow be shared that, it, again, I don't want to be, I'm not, I don't think I'm a socialist, but when I hear he donates 50 million and he's on every single uh, headline and everyone's celebrating him, it's like 50 million, he should have, he should have to give that to St. Jude's. A cancer research hospital at a hospital that's helping young kids with cancer, cancer, there should be no kids suffering. Elon and, and the billionaire should just have to pay for that. That should have to be their responsibility. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, I think I'm having a bit of a rant day today because another story got me going here. <laughs> Did you guys see JLo and Ben Affleck taking all their kids to the movies? They took their combined families to an outdoor screening in LA of School of Rock. And... I'm gonna say dislikes, I think I say hate too much. I just dislike so many things about this couple. I think namely the thing I dislike the most though is definitely their obsession with just the feeling of famous and being around people that are taking pictures of them and celebrating them. It's like, oh my God. As a consumer, I'm bored of it. I'm like, geez. I, her outfit I couldn't stand. I hate the way, I dislike the way they hang on to each other. I dislike the way they walk together. It's just all, they're trying to act like they're both 28 or 26 even. And here is what I always find not nice when I see these types of pictures. 
J-Lo played the, like, hugs and kisses and best friend role to A-Rod's two daughters literally six months ago. If I were those girls, I would feel so played right now because now she's out six months later hugging and kissing Ben's daughters. Not, I cannot, I do not understand how Jennifer Gardner does not go crazy with them all hanging out together, but I guess it's just all the more power to what a strong woman she is. Also, J-Lo's daughter, M, is it Emmy or M? It's E-M-M-E. She's like dyed her hair blue. She looks like an extremely confused teenager right now, uh, you know, which would probably be that way living in that household. It's just so new. It's like I, I take time with things or introducing people. Like it takes me a minute. It's like she dates someone for a month and everyone in her family has to meet them. He's already hung out. I know they dated before, but it was like that with A-Rod too. Just instantly it was like photo shoots and showing everyone there together. And it, gosh, it's got to be exhausting. And I just don't enjoy I don't enjoy watching and JLo goes out and like that the perfect outfit like oh I'm just going to a movie she's in full glam her she's done like she's like an updo in her hair she's full makeup on it's the whole thing and I also think he's kind of a jerk because he was just dating the 30 year old actress oh, the girl from Knives Out Anna Darnas they were so intense and then he's just moving on again I don't know I guess A-Rod though was partying really hard at fashion week that guy is giving zero F's having the time of his life, but partying pretty hard by the sounds of it. All right, now it's time for the cake. Jess, my guy keeps calling me selfish, nonstop all the time. It's gotten to the point where he came home and said, you are so selfish and I didn't even know what I did. Do you have any guidance for me? What does this mean? Girl, next to crazy, I think selfish is the most overused word in a man's vocabulary. <laughs> And it's tough because it's one of those like super general general terms. Oh, you're you're being crazy. Oh, you're so selfish. It's like, uh, like sometimes it's cute. Like, oh, you're so selfish. You ate all the dessert at dinner. Okay, whatever. But then sometimes when they mean it, like it sounds like what you're going through. You're like, but what am I doing that's so selfish? Like, what is it that's driving you so crazy? Now, have you had the sit down conversation and said, could you talk to me about it? Like, what what is it specifically that I'm doing that's selfish that's making you so mad? And if they communicated it to you and you still don't understand, if you feel like it's become like a scapegoat conversation, then call it out. Be like, well, what, what did I do that was selfish? And selfish and wanting what you want are two totally different things. So don't let those get wrapped up into one another. But I would say if it's coming up a lot in this type of tone, there's something that's making that person angry at you. So just try like being, maybe be more, and I, I'm not like, a, I, I can understand not wanting to give too much, but maybe give more than you, makes you comfortable. So if you don't usually love making dinner, like do things that if he calls it out again, be like, how am I being selfish? I cleaned the whole house. I did all the laundry. I made dinner. I got you groceries. Like, what am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like have something to back it up. And even if you don't make dinner, which no one should have to make anyone dinner, but if you don't usually make dinner, maybe start doing that. Like go out of your way to be more gen generous and less selfish and see if it keeps coming up. If it does, bigger problem on your hands. But for now, just try that trick first. Okay guys, for play of the day, there's no good TV on. And I definitely had a weekend where I wanted to just sort of watch shows and, and hang out, but nothing is jumping off the charts. If you do need a show to hold you over until all the good shows come out in October, check out Lula Rich. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary, which I don't tend to go towards. Although, although if you have not seen the Elizabeth Holmes one on HBO, it's older, um, but it's really good. And I, like I said, I'm not an, a documentary person, but I thought this one was good too. 
It's on Amazon Prime, and it's about this woman who, I think they're Mormon, and they started this, uh, they started, I don't even really know what the company is, they make leggings, but I think they did more than that, like selling patterns, and it's all these women who were like, they were getting like $150,000 a month in bonus checks, it's a Ponzi scheme-ish, um, I have not watched the whole thing, but it's interesting enough it's not the best show that we've seen this year, but it's definitely one that if you want to watch a show for two hours, I would go in that direction. And then we've got an October succession coming out. We've got, I think Euphoria is finally coming back. We've got You on Netflix, which I love. That's with uh, Penn Bagley from Gossip Girl. Um, so there's a bunch of good stuff coming out. So hang tight. But yeah, for now, check out Lula Rich. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week. I will see you back here on Thursday. Bye for now.